Greetings in the name of Jesus Christ. Welcome to our podcast. This is Pastor Madiba. If you happen to be in our area, you are most welcome to visit us. You'll surely feel at home. We appreciate your prayers for our ministry. We hope today's sermon will be edifying to you, your family, and your friends. Welcome. Jesus, the offering 
bless them abundantly once more, Lord. If given with their presence, Lord, given with their voices, Heavenly Father, and if given with their time, Almighty God. Pray, Heavenly Father, and commit the entire church, Lord. And if there is anyone that is sick and afflicted, come down, Heavenly Father, and seek, heal them, Lord. We pray, Heavenly Father, once more. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, and all the church shall agree by saying, Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. We agree to all in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. And yes, um, always it's a great privilege. Um, to come to church, amen. Um, for me, it's a privilege. Um, yeah, so looking to the doctor now before in the office there, he says, Why you are not having a time? Okay, before everybody wonders and asks me, um, it happens that I was at work since this morning and then. Um, some people that they, they don't know God, and they say, but hey, you, 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 it seems as if you are a church man. And I say, yeah, they say, I go and pray for us. We we'll make sure that we take care of everything here. You go and go to church. And that's why you see me here. And um, I really appreciate that, and it's always my desire um, to be at church every Sunday. Amen. And, uh, in my heart, I mean, on my way, I say, God bless these men, even if they don't know who God is, but I think they are doing very good. I'm here by the grace of God. Amen. There is a visitor here by Crispin Manzunzu. Where is he or she? Oh, God bless you, sir. And once more, if there is anyone who is a visitor, Come you in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. And I think we know that this morning the pastor somewhere in uh, he went to the late brother Redeef's church and then I think he's going to minister there and then um, our prayers are with him and last but not least here made a request that after the service immediately after the service he wants to see the youth Am I right enough? What about the youth is from which year to which year? All right. So if you are less than 35 but you are married, you are not youth. Or you are not youth. If you are married but you are above, you are still less than 35. According to now, so it's not according to me. You are not a youth. But now, so may I want to take it further? If you are above 36, you said 36, 35, but you are not married, you are still youth. <laughs> so those who are above 35 and then they are not married, now so wants them here after the service. He wants to see you, brothers and sisters, after the service. Thank you, brother David Mana. So, hallelujah. I think we are here for the wait always. And then our dear and brother here, a friend of mine, Brother Solomon Musabi, will lead us with the weight this morning. Let us just sing a song, my brother, and God bless you.
Amen. Uh, this morning we'd like to greet you in the wonderful name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Uh, as you see, as you know, the pastor is not around, so that is why I've just came to be a spare will just to fill the, the gap. Amen. Amen. So we believe this morning that the Lord is going to come and speak to us in a wonderful way. And then, uh, I believe that wherever the pastor is at the pastor, pastor Retief, as, as church, the Lord is using him to speak to them. And we believe that the same God that's going to speak with the, through him there is the same God that's going to speak with us this morning. Amen. Amen. And then uh, with those few words, also we'd like to pass our condolences to the Brennan family on the passing of our brother, Billy Paul. I think we all know that he passed away this week. Yes, but we know that he's in a better place. And the place that he is, is the place that we all desire and long to be. He's beyond the river, but that is where we're going to meet him. Either some of us are going to meet him, maybe if the rest are tarry, some of us are going to meet him before the time, or some of us during, after the rapture, will be there with him. But one thing for sure is that we will be there with him. So he's not lost. No, his life is not lost. In fact, his life, he, where he is now, he's 21. He's, he has a new body that doesn't have diseases, that doesn't suffer, a new body that God has prepared for him. That is the kind of body that we all want. Because this one, it has its old ailments. There's some times when it becomes weak. But the one that is having there, it is a glorified body. That is all that we all long to be. Because remember, Paul says, when you are predestinated, you are called. Then after you are called, you are justified. Then you are glorified. That is where our brother is this morning. Amen. So with those few words, we want to also pass our condolences. I know like it's like the pastor says, he's a lovable man. So all of us, we had him in our hearts, we loved him. Then that is why it's, it's a bit sore that is gone. But God is going to heal that soreness in our hearts. Amen. So uh, in those few words, uh, I can, the, the musician can be excused so that we can start with the business of the day, which is preaching the word of God. Amen. Because I know we've been here, we've sung so well for the Lord. But this is the reason, the main reason that we're here, to hear the Lord speak to us. Amen. Now, it's like, I think all of you heard the message that the pastor preached on Wednesday, uh, which is, says, is this the time? Emergency, spiritual emergency evacuation plan. Amen. So we're just going to be on the same thought, and uh, we're going to continue with the same message, the blood issue, number four. But we're going to speak on something on the same thought that the pastor has talked about, which will be a realm of perfection. Because he says... When you are evacuated, you must have an escape plan. You must have an, a, a place of escape. This realm of perfection, that is the place of escape, escape where each and every believer is supposed to be. That means if you find yourself outside this realm of perfection, brother, you need to make a way to get in. Because as we, as we saw, we, the pastor have spoken, time is no more. There is no more play, time to play Christian. We need real gene and Christian at this time. The devil has, is out in full force. The Christians must also be out in full force to counter him. Amen. So that's why we're going to say the blood issue, but our subtitle will be a realm of perfection. Whereby when we are in there, we are saved. Amen. Hallelujah. So with those few words, we'll just read our first scripture, which will be Hebrews 10, verse 1 to 14. Then I will read uh, Hebrews 12, verse 24 to 23. And uh, you, you, I'll also, as we are reading, I want you to listen to the order of the scriptures. 
Because you'll find that Paul here speaks about what you should do to be in that realm. Then he speaks about that realm, and Jesus Christ says, who are you in that realm? Hallelujah. So now let's start with our first scripture, which is uh, Hebrews 10, verse 1. For he says here, For the law, having a shed of good things to come, and not the very image of the things, can never, with the sacrifices they offered year by year, continually make the comers there unto perfect. For then would they not have ceased to be offered. Amen. Because thou, that the worshippers one perished, once perished, should have no more conscience of sins. But in those sacrifices, there is a remembrance against of sins every year. So it shows you that the sacrifices that were done in the Old Testament were not perfect. Because they had to be offered every year for you. That means you, even after you've offered one sacrifice for your sin, the same desire for sin. That is why he says conscious. Conscious, Paul, when he's talking about it, he's talking about a desire. You still have the desire for sins, even after you have been cleansed by those sacrifices that last year. This year, you have to go to the priest and offer another sacrifice. Amen. But he says, there is supposed to be one sacrifice, a perfect sacrifice, whereby a believer can be patched once. Amen. Amen. Now he says here, verse 4, For it is not possible that the blood of bulls and of goats should take away sins. And that is true. Wherefore, when he cometh into the world, he said, Sacrifices, sacrifice and offering thou dost not, but a body. You see? A body thou hast prepared me. In burnt offering, sacrifices for sin, thou hast no pleasure. Amen. Then said I, Lo, I come. In the volume of the book, it is written of me to do thy will, O God. Above, when he said, Sacrifices and offering and burnt offerings for sin, thou wouldest not, neither hast pleasure in for which are offered by the Lord. Then said he, Lo, I come to thy will, O Lord. He taketh the first that he may establish the second. So he taketh the, the first sacrifices away that he may establish a one true perfect sacrifice. Amen. Now, by the which will we, by which will are we, we are sanctified through the offering of the body. You see, there's the body now. Of, the, of Jesus Christ once and for all. Not many times. No, he hung on the cross once. Even the, 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 the Bible teaches us it was even before the foundation of the world. You know, he did that once and for all. Amen. So that we may, he can bring us into the required perfection. Amen. And he says here, by which, we, by which will we are sanctified through the offering of the body of Jesus Christ once and for all. And every priest standeth daily, ministering, offering oftentimes the same sacrifice, which can never take away uh, sins. But this man, after he had offered one sacrifice for sin, forever, once and forever, sat down on the right hand of God, from henceforth, expecting till his enemies be made his footstool. For by one offering, he had perfected forever them that are sanctified. 
one offering he has perfected forever. That means when he has perfected you, he has not perfected you to be imperfect tomorrow. No, no. When you are perfect, it is perfect once and for all. Amen. Now we'll read Hebrews uh, verse, um, uh, chapter 12 and we'll read verse um, 22 to 24. Now Paul has, talk, has spoken about that perfect sacrifice that is supposed to make us perfect. Now he comes and says in verse 22, uh, but ye are come. You see now he says, ye are come. That means not you will be coming. No, as we speak now, ye are come unto Mount Zion, unto the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem, and to an innumerable company of angels, to the general assembly and the ch and church of the firstborn, which are written in heaven, and to God the judge of all, and to the spirit of just men made perfect. Now, if you listen to this verse, you might think, because it's the spirit of just men, those people have passed. Maybe that means I must pass on to be perfect. But we will hear Jesus Christ will answer you now and say something to you. And he says, and to Jesus, the mediator of the new covenant, and to the blood of the sprinkling, that speaketh better things than that of Abel. Amen. And I will read now Matthew 5, verse 46 to 48. Now there is Jesus speaking now. He, he says, um, For if you love them which love you, what reward have you? Do not even the publicans the same? And if you salute your brethren only, what do you do ye more than others? Do not even the publicans so. Be ye therefore perfect. Even as your father, which is in heaven, is perfect. You see now, that perfection is required now. It's not something that he says, when you die, you're going to have it. No, sir. It is required now. Amen. May we close our eyes as we, for the Lord to bless the reading of his word. Amen. Dear Heavenly Father, we've opened the scriptures. We've uh, read it, Father, just as any uh, able man can do, Father. But, Father, for the word to have life, Father, we need the author who is the, the original author of it, Father, which is you. That is why this morning, Father, we'd like to invite you, Father, to come and speak to your children. Here they are. They are your people, your children, Father. They are they, 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 the ones that you've begotten by your, by, your, your, by your blood there on the cross, Father. They are here, Father, being your children. You are the one, Father, who knows what is it that they need. You know where, what level in their life they are spiritually, Father. So that this is why, Father, you are the one, Father, who's Father, who has the authority, Father, to come and speak to them, Father. May you, this morning, Father, use me, Father, as a vessel, Father, for you to speak to, for them to hear you, Father. May they disregard my, uh, my, my, uh, my, uh, my way, Father, may not be my, my inability, Father. May they just listen to you, Father, for, because, Father, you are able, Father. You are able, Father, to take this word and make it alive in their hearts, Father. May you please come, Father, with your inspiration, inspire it, Father, Father, so that when they come out here, Father, they will say, wasn't it wonderful when our Lord and Savior speak to us, Father? This morning, Father, here are your children, Father. May you please bless them, Father, as we bless the reading of the word. We pray, believe in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen.
we may have the comfort of our seat. Amen. Uh, now we'll go back to, just to introduce the subject, um, we'll go back to Hebrews 12, verse 22 to 24. Because here, as Paul says, he says, you have come into a Mount Zion, a city of the living God. A place, that means a place where God resides and where God dwells. And he says, a, you have come into a city, Mount Zion, a heavenly Jerusalem. And where in that place there is an innumerable company of angels. Now you'll see that Paul, when you are reading through uh, Hebrews 12, he starts by t- talking about a company of uh, the heroes of faith. You understand? He starts by there describing all those things that have gone, because he's speaking there by faith, then he, until he comes here, speaking about what a heavenly Jerusalem. Mount Zion. But before he goes there, he comes and contrasts it with Mount Sinai, which was a physical mountain. Now this heavenly this Zion, Mount Zion is a what? It is a spiritual or a supernatural mountain. Understand? So he contrasts the two. That there, in that mountain, people were not even supposed to come there. Remember, even if an animal would go to that mountain to touch it, that animal was supposed to be shot. No person was supposed to come to that mountain. In that mountain, only Moses could go up. But here, in this Mount Sinai, in this heavenly Jerusalem, he wants all of us to come. That is why he wants you to be in a heavenly altitude, because it's a heavenly place. He says now, here, that it's a a realm, like we say we are speaking about a realm. Now you understand that a realm is a kingdom or a domain, a sphere or an area of interest. That a person can dwell in. Now, that is why he wants you to be in that realm. I mean, the pastor has taught many times about the supernatural and the natural realms. I think you understand what I'm talking about. Now, he says here, this is a heavenly realm. That is the Mount Zion that he's speaking about. It is not a physical realm. No. For you, you need to go up higher for you able to get into that realm. That is why the, you, you, in your physical sense, you can't go there. That is why when he's speaking about this, he's speaking to the inner you. Amen. The inside man, the one man that doesn't die, that is in you. He's the one that he's calling up there to be in that place. So that when the, the, the time comes, like the pastor is talking about, when is, that spiritual emergency evacuation plan has to take you, you should be found there. But the question is, how do you get there? How do you remain there? What are the ingredients that you need to be there? Who should you be to be there? Amen. And he says here now, when he's speaking there, he, that was verse 22. On verse 20, 23, uh, our master teacher Paul, he says this. He says, and to, and, and, and to the general assembly and the church of the firstborn, which are written, which are written in heaven, now, the General Assembly, he was referring to those things that have passed before, Pen- before Pentecost. Now, the church of the firstborn are you, and some of you who have gone before you, those who have been regenerated, those who had had the opportunity to get the Holy Ghost. That means it's those people who have been baptized into the body of Christ by the Holy Ghost. Amen. Those is, that is the true church of God. 
Not these churches that we found here. No. If you don't have the baptism of the Holy Ghost, you cannot be the true church of God. Amen. Now, that is one criteria now. We've established it. The Holy Ghost. You must be baptized into that body. Because that body of Jesus is a mystical body. It's not a body that you can see with your natural eye. Now, you also must be a mystic to, re, to re belong in that body. Amen. Now, he says to the general assembly and church of the firstborn, written in heaven. That means this is a heavenly assembly. You, you are here, but you are inside man. <laughs> that is a heavenly assembly that Paul is addressing this morning. Amen. And he says, where, where that, that those people are supposed, are supposed to be, it is where God, the judge of all, is. You see now? That means in that place, this realm of perfection, that is where the presence of, the, of God is constantly is. You see? That is where we as uh, children of God desire to be. Mara is not only a desire, it is a must. <laughs> Amen. It is a place where we are supposed to be constantly around the presence. This is why we say we must feed daily on the word of God so that we may grow into Christ. That's what Paul, the master teacher says. Daily growing into this state of what? State of perfection. Hallelujah. Now he says here, this is the realm of perfection that I'm talking about as I say. Now Paul doesn't say, you will come. No, sir. He says, you have come. That means today, it is something that you need to do. If you are, you are not there yet, because that is the safety zone that the pastor was talking about. If you are not there yet, it is a must. It is an expectation that you need to go up there. But how? Amen. Amen. Now we thank the Lord that we have the message of the hour. To teach us how. We thank the Lord that we have the prophet. To show us how. That means where there is a scriptural question. There must be a Bible answer to it. Hallelujah. Now we'll hear our master teacher Paul teach us how. The prophet will come also and tell us how. Amen. Now he says in that realm. There is Jesus. Uh, can you just, uh, if it's possible, maybe just show that scripture. Hebrews 12, um, verse 22 to 24, so that the people can follow. Amen. He says, in that, in that realm, and to Jesus, the mediator of the new covenant. Amen. That is a Holy Ghost covenant, that one. And to the blood of the sprinkling, that speaketh better things than that. That means when you are in that realm, there is the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. That speaketh better things to you. That means if you have a disease, in that realm, your disease will be healed. If you have a need, in that realm, that need will be supplied. If you are heavy laden, in that realm, your burdens will be made light. That is the realm we want to be. And in that realm, Jesus says, the voice of sprinkling that bespeaketh better things. Remember, when Abel was killed, God came into the, the garden there on the eastern, eastern gate of the garden and he spoke to Cain, his brother, and he says, 
your blood, the blood of your brother speaks, saying, you, Cain, you have killed me. You see, the blood speaks. Now, we want to know, what is the voice of that blood? The voice of the blood today is, is the word. The voice of the blood is the one, the Holy Spirit. That is why, for you to be there, you need the word. You need the Holy Spirit. That means it's only people who feed on the weight that can be in that realm. If you feed on something else, you cannot be. Hallelujah. Then uh, you are outside the safety zone, as the pastor says. Amen. Amen. Now, how do we get there? That is the, that is, that is, that is, that is the question. Because you will find that in that realm, it is the realm whereby the fruits of the Spirit are displayed. Meekness, gentleness, faith. You talk about it. Faith, meekness, peace. If you want peace, you need to go up higher. You need to go into that realm. Then you will be having peace. But in the realm, the physical realm that we are, you cannot have peace. There is even the prophet says, the spiritual world is the real world. There are lots of spiritual things happening around here that we, don't, we do not see. There are angels around us that we don't see. But that is the real world. This is the world that's going to pass. But that one is the world that we all long to. It's the world that we all desire to be. Amen. Now we'll start with our first quotation, which will be Hebrews chapter 5. Um, uh, and then we'll hear, hear the prophet speaking. Now, if we can just show that quotation... Now here it was the time when the prophet was relating a story of when he was in Toledo, Ohio. Now he was having a conference there. Now while having a conference there, um, he, he, there was a place where he was eating. Then uh, because he was having fasting, he did not eat at the place where the conference was because he was giving a motel outside the city to stay in so that he may be having some quietness. But there, there, was two, there were two areas of eating at two restaurants. The one that he was normally eating, the people had gone to church because it was a Sunday. Now, because he was hungry and he had a first service, he wanted to go to eat so that by the time the first service had, comes, he, will be, he, he would have eaten. Now, he went into another restaurant that he was not used to. Now, he says, when he got there, it seems like it was not a normal restaurant because it Seems like it was a bar. Is it a bar restaurant or something? So there was where you can eat, there was also a bar there. Now he found out when he went there, there were people. You know, people in a bar, I mean, you, you, you understand. There were people gambling there. There were people drinking there. There were people who were dressed funny because he says there was an, another old lady who was about 65 to 70 years old. She had her hair cut dyed blue, she was wearing, wearing a shirt, and then uh, she was with uh, two gentlemen there, they were just speaking loudly, drunk. Now, the prophet says, whenever he goes there, whenever, when he went there, he started judging those people. He, just, he became upset, and he says, how can God allow such filth to continue? How can God allow this to continue? Will my children, my Becky and Rebecca, will they come and live in such an environment? Why don't you God just come and wipe these people away, you know, the bandits other way? He says, while he was doing that, he went into a vision. 
Then God showed him a vision. And in that vision, God showed him while he was a boy. He says, God showed me in the vision doing things that I was supposed not to be doing. You, you know, here it is now. You are judging other sinners. God takes you back to who you were and says, you judge this one, but look at you. This is what you are doing. You as a sinner. Now, he says, he, then immediately after that, he saw the, a world. And the world was spinning and spinning and spinning. While it was spinning, he saw the world become crimson red. As if the, Lord, the blood of the Jesus was busy covering the earth around that. And he says, immediately after that vision, he saw his sins go up to heaven. But he says, immediately before those sins reached heaven, God, the, Lord, the blood of the Jesus Christ became a cushion between the, his sins and the judgment seat of God. That means if they would have reached the judgment seat of God, he would have been killed. But Jesus' blood became the bumper, the cushion that prevented his sins from reaching heaven. Yes. Now, <laughs> let's start with our quotation now, since you understand the background of it. He says, Uh, paragraph 186 he says um, then I begin to see something moving in front of me it looked like a little while going wheel going around like that I kept watching I saw a world turning around and around I watched and it was spraying something I looked and it was a spray of red that is what I've just explained to you now crimson blood across around the world just like a wheel going around like a comet and he had a wheel around it like that. And I look at the wheel. And just above it, I saw Jesus in the vision. He was looking down. I seen myself standing there here on the earth doing the things I should not do. And every time I seen, God would have killed me. Because the day you eat of it, that day you shall die. Amen. And God, holiness and justice requires. And you will have to die. Remember, the penalty of sin always is dead. For that is why even in the, in the Old Testament, when you sin, a sacrifice has to be, that means something has to die in your place. That is why even when Adam and Eve died, sinned, they hid themselves away from God. Because they knew if they came with their, sinness, with their sin in the presence of God, God was going to kill them. Amen. But now, God, before he took them out where they hid for, he went and looked for a lamb, killed it, took that lamb, clothed them with the, with the skin of that lamb. Now that means for their sin, a sacrifice was killed. An innocent sacrifice had to be killed for their sin. Amen. Now he says, and I looked. I kept rubbing my eyes. I said, I never went to sleep. Is it a vision or is it not a vision? So as he says, I kept watching as I stood behind the door and I seen my own sin come up. And every time they would start to hit the throne, their blood act like a bumper on a car. It caught it. And, it, and I would see it shake and the blood would run down his face. And I see him raise his hand and said, Father, that is the Lord Jesus Christ now pleading for your sin. Forgive him. He doesn't know what he's doing. Amen. Now we'll read uh, another paragraph from uh, another one. We'll go to paragraph 196. And he says now here, speaking to the lady now that I was talking about. Remember, God went there and then he re re rebuked the prophet that you cannot do that. 
in, in case you go to that lady and speak to her, now here we have the prophet speaking to that lady. He says, but sister, I don't care. The blood is still around you. Amen. You see? Now, that means for, for some, the only thing that could have kept God's right from me and from you and from this sister, that was the blood. That is the only thing that can bring you in that realm of perfection. Because remember, what is the blood? The blood is the one that will come as you as a vessel, cleanse you, sanctify you, patch away your sins, so that you are ready for what? For service. That is what the blood, the, the, that means the blood sanctifies you. Amen. Now he says, yes, the world is covered over with blood. If he didn't, God will kill us, every one of us. And when that blood is moved, judgment comes. Amen. But now, if you die without the blood, you go beyond that place. The blood is still got you covered now. That means even now, the blood still got you covered. Because remember, 2,000 years ago, when Jesus Christ hung on the cross and he died, the prophet teaches us that he, it was like the sanctification of the earth when he died. Remember the first, which was the sanctification, it happened when there was a mature fuller, when Noah came and the whole earth was covered with, blood, with, with water. Then the blood is when it's now, when God comes and, then they, they, and his hang, son hangs down the cross and then those blood, it just covered, it covered the sins of the earth now. Because if not, God would have come and killed all of us. Amen. Amen. And now the Holy Ghost baptism, as you know, is when rapture comes and God with fire comes and destroys every one of you. Now those are three stages of grace. That means we are here only by grace. Amen. Amen. Now he says here now. If he didn't, God will kill every one of us. When the blood is moved, look out for judgment. But now, if you die without the blood, you go beyond that place. Now this place is that realm of perfection. Because you can only be perfected now, here. Now, if it happens that you move beyond that realm of perfection and you didn't have the blood, there's judgment for you. There's just no more chance for you. He says, today the blood acts in your state. I say, lady, sure, the blood is still got you covered. As long as you got breath in your body, the blood has you covered. All of you. But for God not to kill you, he has covered you with the blood now. Matter for you to enter into that realm, the blood has to do something inside of you. Amen. It's not only covering you as it's covering the earth. Because remember, the you, when God most of the time talks about the earth, he's speaking about you. Because you have come from the earth. Amen. Amen. Now he says, but someday when the bread leaves, the soul goes out. You will go beyond that blood. And there is nothing but judgment. While you got a chance for pardon, and I took her by the hand. And then she was crying and said, Brother Brenham, I'm a drunkard. I'm drinking. <laughs> now the word of God says, come as you are. Yeah. You know, you don't have to stop drinking, stop smoking for God to sanctify you. What is sanctification? Sanctifying is cleaning something that is unclean. Now, if you are smoking, God will come patch that desire of smoking away from you. If you are drinking, God's blood will come, cleanse that desire of a drink away from you. So God wants you to come as you are. Then he will do the rest. 
You don't have to do anything for you to qualify. That means this woman wanted to have a qualification to go in there. But God does not want you to do anything to qualify to get into that place. Because he himself, he can do everything. You just accept him. You just confess your sin. You just confess. Then he comes and he does the rest. Come as you are. Amen. Now he says here. I said, that don't hurt. Something another has wanted me to come tell you. I said, God before the foundation of the world called you sister. And you are doing wrong. And you are only making it worse. And she said, do you think he will have me? He says, absolutely. Even this morning, if you haven't gone into that realm, absolutely he will have you. If you just confess, if you just give yourself to him, he will have you. Amen. Then on her knees, we go down in the middle of the floor an old-fashioned prayer meeting. The police took off his head and bowed on the knee. Then we had a prayer meeting in that place. Why? God is sovereign. Now he says here now. Laying aside dead works, let us go into perfection. Let's move into that realm where this, I belong to a church, I belong to that, that is all finished. Let's go into perfection. Now that is where I got my message there. That let's go, let's what? Let's, let's go into perfection. Let's move into that realm where these things of you, I belong to a church, those that your church, your creeds, your dogmas will never take you in. No, sir, those are dead things because those are man-made. You need something greater. That is why even for your redemption, there was somebody, you know, the blood of, 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 the, of the lamb could never bridge the gap. You needed to be a branch of, of somebody perfect, somebody greater, a kinsman redeemer, somebody who, a close relative because a woman had sinned. An animal never sinned. Now, an animal could never take a human being and put him into that realm. But you needed the blood of the, of him, the almighty himself to put you in. That is why the blood is the gateway into that realm. That is why we are speaking about the blood issue. A realm of perfection. Because that is the gateway. You can't go into that realm of perfection without you being sanctified by the blood. Because remember now, sanctification is the process of setting you, cleaning you, and setting you aside for service. Now, the Holy Ghost, it is the Holy Ghost. It needs a clean place. That is the, blood, the work of the blood to clean you so that the, the Holy Ghost will find you acceptable to be able to dwell in. Amen? Now, he says here, um, uh, as we are finishing our quotation, he says, let us go into perfection. Amen? Uh, now, he says now we need to leave the dead works. Now, the blood of Jesus, when it was shed once, not yearly, like he says, the blood of the goats, the havers, the bulls, had to be constantly be shed because it could never. This is why I said you needed the blood of somebody greater, somebody more powerful, because the blood of those bulls could never patch away the desire for you to continue sinning. But when that blood came, 
It had the toxin for sin. It had the antidote for sin. That means whenever whatever sin has done into you, that blood of the Lord Jesus Christ could come and reverse the process. It was the only thing that could do that. And then when you are there with the blood, you'll find that it will completely clean you. And then when you go into that realm, you, have, you get absolute forgiveness. There's no, thing, there's no partial forgiveness with God. No. That is why when you, say, when you sing, your sin goes into the sea of forgetfulness. Because he can't remember it no more. Because you are completely and absolutely forgiven. And you are completely and absolutely cleaned up. That is what the blood can do. That is why even Jeremiah, he says, I will remember no more and hold no more their sins against them. That is the Lord speaking. That means when he has passed you, he will remember no more your sins. He will remember no more your evil deeds. They are gone. They are in a sea, in a sea of forgetfulness whereby other people could go there and try to fish them. But the Lord God says, no, they are gone. He does not remember because of the what? The blood. Because that is the blood that covers them. Amen. Now you find that in that place, which is that realm of perfection, scriptures become a reality. That means every promise he has given you, in that realm, you can access it. That is why I was speaking about that in that place, the blood of the Lord Jesus speaks better things to you. That means whatever you need in that place, he can provide it. You need a job? In that realm, a job will be provided to you. Mara, you have to be in that realm. Because that realm is the realm of people who believe. It's the realm of believers. Amen. Now he says here now. Paul comes and he represents that, that one when he says, you are, 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 God will no more remember your sins. He says, your conscience is patched. And you, amen, amen. And you don't have any remembrance or any desire of your sins no more. Yes. Amen. Now that means you are now absolutely and completely forgiven, absolutely and completely sanctified, absolutely and absolutely perfected. That means when you are in that area and you are perfected, there's no going back. <laughs> no, sir. He cannot perfect you today to lose you tomorrow. He cannot perfect you today so that you are going to sing the next day. It is done. That is why he says you must move forward. That means when you are there, the only thing is to go forward. You can't go back into your old life. Amen. There is no turning back. When you are in, brother, you are in. Yes. And when you are out, you are out. Yes. Now, what do you want? Do you want to be in or do you want to be out? It's a question. <laughs> do you want to be in or do you want to be out? In. Hallelujah. Now, he says here in Romans 8, uh, verse 8, he says now, Moreover, whom he predestinated, he also called. Whom he called, he also justified. And whom he justified, them he also glorified. Now, you see now, there's an element now coming up now of predestination. That means it is only the predestinated who belongs there. Because the predestinated is the only people who come off. The prophet says, is the only people, people who rotated off of God. That means those people are God's attribute. That means they are people who were there, who had the thoughts of God. They are the only people who belong there. 
That is why you are going back to where you belong. Amen. Now, he says here, in that realm, it is where the supernatural happens. That means in that realm, you cannot come there and say the days of miracles are over. Because when you are in that realm, you will find that you yourself, you are a miracle. Brother Bram says you are a paradox. He says the new birth is a paradox. And he comes again and says, when the new birth, which is paradox, have made you to come into that realm, you also become a paradox, a miracle. Because how can a person who was a drug addict be clean? My friend, I can tell you, we have many medications that we give drug addicts. That can never take away the, the desire for that drug. Yeah. Matter when you are there, yeah. hey brother, you are perched. Yeah. That desire for that nyaupe is gone. Yeah. You see now, this realm is the remedy for all troubles that you may have. Yes. The only thing you need to do is to go in. Amen. Now, for you, you can say, am I predestinated or not? Just believe it. That I am one of them. Today, one of them, hallelujah, one of them. I was, amen. You don't have to come and debate whether you are in or not. You just have to believe. Because those people who enter that realm, it is only by faith that you can enter there. If you don't have faith, you can't enter there. Amen. That means one of the requirements is blood. The other requirement is the Holy Spirit. The other requirement is faith. Because it's only the justified. You are justified by what? By faith. So it's only the justified who can enter in there. Hallelujah. Now, <laughs> he says, yeah, when you are there, you believe every verse. You believe every chapter. You believe everything that is in this book. That means you take it as yours. Because it is, that means the life that you live in that realm is the life that is in this book. Yes. Everything that you require in that realm is in this book. Yes. That means your all in all is in this book when you are in that realm. Amen. Amen. Yes. Uh, let's reach um, another quotation here and hear what our prophet says. Amen. He says here, yeah, now in fundamental foundation for faith, Speaking, so we are trying to make you understand what is that realm in, so that when you come here, you will know where you belong. You will know what your safety zone is. Now he says, now in fundamental foundation for faith, paragraph sixty-seven, he says, "Remember last night, the human, that means the natural, the revelation and the vision, that means the supernatural." He says, "The human, you know, a human being, we live on hope." He says the human is hope. And then he comes and he says the revelation is, is faith. Because remember, faith is a revelation. We've, we've taught that many times before. Then he comes and says vision, that is perfection. That is why you find that in that realm, people who live in that realm believe in visions. And they believe in the supernatural. And they believe in the revelation. People who live in, in that realm. Now he says, thus said the Lord. Right now, I feel in this realm that God is fixing to do something. Now, in that realm, it is a realm whereby God is fixing to do something. Now, what is required of you is that you must always be on the lookout for 
something. Because in that realm, God is always fixing to do something. Now, as a child, your response should be to be on the lookout for something. You need a job? God is fixing to give it to you. Be on the lookout for a job. That means every desire that you may have there, any hard desire, in that realm, it is given. You understand? All you have to do, you must be on the lookout. Yes, that's all you need to do. You must be on the lookout. You say, what, what, what blessing today will God give me? What blessing will God... What is it that God is going to do for me today? That means you are constantly in the presence of the Almighty. Constantly depending on Him. Constantly feeding on Him. Constantly feeding on the Word. In that realm. Because in that realm, God is constantly fixing to do something for you. Now you want God to do something for you this morning. Go into that realm. Amen. Amen. He says, you know, I feel good about something. I also feel good about something. Because whatever you need in that realm, God can provide it. I may not know what you need. But in that realm, God can do it. Hallelujah. I don't know what it is. Even myself, I don't know what it is. But I feel that he's fixing to do something. The thing is that, what is it that you need? What is in your heart that you lack? <laughs> Be on your knees. Because he's fixing to fix it. Hallelujah. Now he says here, yeah, may his blessing come to us now. <laughs> because in that realm, his blessings, you know, when you're in that realm, you don't wait for tomorrow for God to bless you. You don't wait for the next day. Now! He blesses you now. Amen. And he says now. And now I pray for me. Even myself this morning, I'm praying for me. That I will be able to submit myself to be such an instrument. Your brother. To the Holy Ghost that he may come and take this body to manifest his beloved son. That means you here. You are the manifestation of the Lord Jesus Christ. When people want Christ, in that realm, they need to come and see Mafagas. Then Mafagas, you know, it is a realm. <laughs> I don't want to go ahead of myself, but it is the realm of adopted sons and daughters of God. That means if you are an adopted son, you are an adopted daughter, you will live in that realm. Not this realm, the natural realm. That you will live there. You believe what? The supernatural. Yes. You are constantly feeding on the supernatural. Yes. You are constantly feeding on the son of man. Yes. That's what the, the pastor was teaching us this Wednesday. Because that's what you need to belong there. Yes. Hallelujah. Yes. He says here, yeah, what a privilege. And I can tell you this morning, what a privilege is it for you to live constantly in that realm. Yes. That realm is for you. But you have to go up higher. Move up higher into that. That means you cannot be here in this natural state for you to go there. You have to go up higher. Because it's a heavenly altitude. It's not an earthly altitude as this one. You have to move up to go into that realm. Amen? Now he says, how unworthy, but yet who would be worthy? He says, the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ make us dead. And he comes and he says, unmerited grace. We didn't merit it, but God came 
and died for us so that we may be able to have a gateway, a way back to God. Amen. Now, in that realm, you are constantly looking for blessings because God in that realm is constantly fixing to do something for you. Amen. Now, um, I want us to read another quotation here as we go on so that by the time we are done, we have an absolute understanding of what that realm is. He says here now, in the law, having a shadow. Um, we'll read from paragraph uh, 77 to 78. Amen. The law, having a shadow. He says here, Jesus in St. Matthew Gospel said, Be ye perfect, even as your Father who is in heaven is perfect. How are you going to do it? How can you do it? How can you be as perfect as God is perfect? But I say to you, the Lord Jesus Christ is our way back. The Lord Jesus Christ is our redeemer. He is the one that takes us there. He's the one that makes us perfect as much as the God requires us to be perfect. He make a way through to his son, the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, the only thing you have to do for you to acquire that perfection is to accept him. Accept the provided sacrifice that the Lord has for you, done for you. That's all you have to do. Believe it. Accept it. Amen. Because the word of God says, those who believe have what? Everlasting life. That means that you only have to do that. Then from you, your life will be turned into this mortal life that perishes into a life of eternal. Only if you do what? You believe. Amen. Now he says here. But that was a commission, a commandment by Jesus Christ to be as perfect as God in heaven is perfect. And it was not only a commandment. It was something that the Lord Jesus Christ knew that it is possible. Because he was the one who was going to do it for you. That's why we say, come as you are. You don't have to do anything to merit this grace. You just have to come. You just have to believe. Then it is yours. Yes. Amen. Now he says here now. Then you say, who can be saved? We've told you, the predestinated are the ones who can be saved. Because this blood is the one that was shed for them. That means... You see now, we're getting somewhere now. That means for you to enter there, you need to be born again. You require the new birth. Because in that that realm, it is only the saved who belong in that realm. If you are not saved, no, you can't. Now, the question is, are you saved this morning? Have you experienced the new birth this morning? Are you part and parcel of those of that church of the firstborn who not only are saved but who also have been sanctified and who also have baptism of the Holy Ghost? Are you part and parcel of them? Who can be saved? Oh, brother. Hold it just a moment. Let's find out how that perfection is made. Now, God back there in the beginning when he foresaw down this, this trick of time, he knew there would have to be a remedy to save those which were desiring to be saved. That is another requirement. That means for you to be saved, you have to be willing to be saved. For you to be saved, 
you have to be desiring to be saved. Is that right? You have to be willing. You must have the desire. And if you have the will, where there is a will, there is a way. If you are willing, God has made a way for you. Through what? Through his son, the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Now he says, those who hunger, oh brother, when you are there, you you must have a hunger. (laughs) You know, there must be a hunger in you. That means you must be hungering to be where you used. You know, there's something. You know, if it happens one day that you are rich, and you lose the richness, you lose all your things. You know, there's always a hunger because I think you've tasted it. You've tasted what, how you to live when you are rich. Now you are poor now. You always want to go back because you've tasted. Yeah. Now this one is for the people who were there. Those people are the only people who can go back because they were there. We say you rotated off of God. That's why you can go back to God. Hallelujah. He says, those who hunger to be there in that realm. Now, this morning, do you desire? Do you have a hunger? Do you have the will to be in that realm? Are you willing to be taken? Are you willing to have the Lord, Savior, Jesus Christ, take you into that realm? Amen. He had to make a way to redeem those people back again. Because why? To redeem is to what? It's to bring back. To take back. That means for you to be redeemed, you need to, to have been there. Now you've gone out of position. You've gone somewhere. Now we're taking you back to your original position. Redemption. That means that's what the Lord Jesus Christ came in. This is why we say he's the kinsman redeemer. Amen. Because he's a close relative that was able to take us back. Yeah. Hallelujah. Now, paragraph 206 here, he says... Uh, uh, 203 says, And Father, if there's anybody here who is lukewarm, now there's another criteria there now. You cannot be lukewarm and enter there. You cannot be backsliding and enter there. You see? That means the lukewarms, they make believers can't go there. The backsliding, the unbelievers can't make it there. It is only for the believers, amen, who can enter that realm. And Father, if there's somebody in here who is lukewarm, or perhaps maybe a woman or a woman boy, you see, it is not only for the adults. It is not only for the, for the, for the women or for the men. Even you, a boy, even you, a girl, if there's somebody, even this morning as I speak here, who has never accepted Jesus Christ as their personal Savior, you need to do it now because for you to get into that realm, that is the requirement. Why? You cannot be lukewarm. You cannot be besleeping. You cannot be a sinner. That is why before you go there, your sins are what? Are patched. Your sins are cleansed up because it's only the perfect who belong? Remember, say, folks, we are talking about the realm of perfection. So it's only the perfect who can enter there. Amen. Now he says, now you people are still deciding. He says, just listen to these ambulances. Scream every day on the street. Watch these undertakers. 
You know, this word that I'm preaching this morning is not an undertaker. It's an apotheker. Because it's the word that's supposed to take you there, up there, into the heavenly of heavenlies. Now, if you refuse it, you are looking only for the undertaker to take you down. Remember, that is why we say a child of God. That is why Brother Billy Paul Brenham has, has passed on. But we don't say he has died. No, sir. He has been uptaken to, more, to a more glorious place than we have here. Now, if you don't accept this, Jesus Christ is your personal Savior and Lord, you are looking for what you Undertaker. Because the, he's going to take you down. And these men here in their yards, graveyards, digging dozen times, dozen and dozen of graves, right for the Chicago people. And knowing that our cat, hey brother, our cat is hanging up yonder. That means each and every one of us who is here, we can die anytime. That is why Brother Abraham says, our cat is hanging up yonder. Now, the question is, when you die, where are you? Are you in that place or you are not? Because if you are not, oh brother, there is judgment for you. Now, do you want to be judged? Remember, when the Lord Jesus Christ hung on the cross, it was judgment. So that me and you, we should not be judged. We can only be forgiven. That means the chastisements of our sin. Oh, brother. The burden, the, 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 the terror of our sin was upon him. So that we, we might be new creatures in Christ. Amen. So he says here, knowing that our cut is hanging yonder, as it was, we got to answer at judgment. Especially if you don't take up this call for you to want to repent. Now, this call is for any man, any woman, any boy, any girl. This is why the brother Bremen like to say that God doesn't have grandchildren. That means how your father goes in is how you must go in. If your father believes this message of the hour, you, boy or girl, you need to do the same thing for you to go in, for you to belong in the same realm. That means that realm is not only for the old people. That is why when I was reading the scripture, I wanted to make sure that you understand that the souls, when he says the spirit of just men make perfect, was speaking of those people who have passed. But that perfection was not only for them. God required the perfection for us also here. So that means it's not only for the people who have died, it is for us who are living here. God is requiring that perfection from us now. Amen. Amen. Now he says here, as we reach paragraph 206. He says here, and now Father, it is the same, yeah, paragraph 206, the same spoken word. Um, he says here, now Father, we pray that if this person today, you see, I'm still on those lukewarm people. Those people who have peace, we are still on them. He says now, we pray that this person tonight, if this person tonight is just mentally believing, now you realize one, another criteria now. That area is not for the mentally, that means it's not for the intellectual. It's the people who have faith. If you are inter mentally believing, you'll never get into that place. Now he comes here and he says, that place, it, it, if they just had simply had a know that they should be. You know what we mean by that? Pretending. That is not a place for people who pretend. That is why we say it's not a, people, a place for the make-believers. No. 
you know, I behave this way uh, because they say I must do it. I'm wearing a long dress because they say I must wear it. You know, I'm going to church because that is what they expect me. No, no. You need to be doing it because it is something that comes from you inside. That is why it says it's for any boy or girl has to, for you to be able to do that, you have to accept the Lord, whether you are a boy, whether you are a girl, you need to be able to accept the Lord Jesus Christ as your personal savior, as your personal guide, so that he will guide through through all things. You can't until you accept. He can't guide you until you accept him. He can't be your leader until you accept him. Amen. Now, it's not just simply for the one. It's not only for the make-believers. No, make-believers can't make it there. If you are living as you should be because they say you should do it, brother, that is not your place. Live because I believe I should do it. Live because I have identified with Christ and it is the requirement that Christ has laid for me. Then you will go in there. Hallelujah. Now he says, never once had the experience of really having a change of heart till things have passed away. You see, those people can't enter there too. That means when you go there, there must be a change of heart. That is why Jeremiah says, you, he will take a stony heart and give me a heart of flesh and he will take away my spirit and give me a new spirit. And after giving me a new spirit, he will take my spirit, his spirit, the Holy Spirit, and give it in, put it in me. Then I become what? A new creature. Conceived, Brother Bram used the word, conceived anew. That means you become a new conception, a new being. That means that old man has passed away. Now you become what? A new creature in Christ. Amen. Now what you are having is that your heart has changed. You have been, you have been given a new heart. Your nature has changed. You have been given a new nature. All the desires you had of the world, they are gone. Yeah. Hallelujah. Now he says here, yeah, it will only damage your heart and make you laugh more. That means if you go into that realm, your old heart gets destroyed. God gives you a new heart for you to be able to laugh more. Amen. Knowing that God is chastising for you. That means when you are there, brother, God rebukes you to perfection all the time. God is chastising you to what? To perfection. Father, if that person is here today who hasn't reached this criteria, he says, I pray you will give them a desire right now to accept the real Holy Spirit. That's my prayer this morning. If there's anybody here who hasn't read the criteria we've gone there, who wants to go there, may God solemnly give you a desire to go in and accept the Holy Ghost so that you can live in that realm. Amen. Now he says, they are wondering how vision happens, how the supernatural work. God, how simple it is if they can only just get into that realm. There's no wondering in there. Because every time you have a question, Bible answer, there is a Bible, Bible question, there is a Bible answer that will be given to you. You don't wonder anymore about visions. You don't wonder anymore about supernatural. Because you, in there, you live in the supernatural realm. Amen. He says, I pray tonight that if there will be any here, that you will grant them, it to them, Lord. They are salvation. That means salvation is only through the man, Jesus Christ. Nobody else. 
Amen. Yeah, I think we need to move on. Amen. Now you find that those people there who are there, they exude love. They exude, they show love all the time. That is why he says, only perfect love will get through you into the rapture. That means for you to go into the rapture, you need perfect love, you need perfect faith. You see, everything perfect. If you are not perfect, you can't make it there. Hallelujah. Now, this, realm, this thing I'm talking about, this realm, it's not a dream, folks. It's a reality. It is God's requirement for you and me. It is not some main-made stuff. No, sir. If you believe that, you'll find that by the time you realize that it does not, it will be too late. But now, it's because, because he says now, Paul says now. That means now is your chance to repent if you have not repented. Now is your chance to go in if you have not gone in. It is your chance now. That means now you don't have a time to be playing church. You, you see, the pastor, are you people following the message of the pastor from the week before, last Sunday, last um, Wednesday to the Sunday and the, 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 the last Sunday? Do you realize the time where you are living? Do you realize it? Then you, you realize that this is not the, play, the time for you to be playing church anymore. That is why he comes and he says, I don't want to, us to be a halfway church. We want total deliverance or no deliverance at all. We want to be totally a church of the living God who will accept God and move on with him and follow his instruction and do according to his word. That is the kind of people that we need to be. Amen. Now, this realm is not a dream. For you to be safe, especially in these days, this perilous time that we live in, you need to be in that realm. That is your emergency spiritual evacuation plan. That place. Amen. Now, Brother Bram here in the spoken word perfection, he says, uh, the perfection, the one preached in 1957, 04-19, we'll read paragraph 8. He says here, God requires perfection. That means perfection, brother, you can't run away from it. God requires it. He, because he says, we want to bear in mind, bear that in mind that there is nothing just pathway can go in the presence of God. That means there's nothing that is halfway that can go in the presence of God. There's nothing that is halfway that can even assess that realm. That means you must be full Christian, a genuine Christian, a genuine church of the living God for you to enter there. There is no halfway church that will make it. That is why God, the pastor says, we need total deliverance. That is what is required there. Amen. And then now, this requirement is not only for the pastor. It is not only for the deacons. It is not only for the trustees. It is not only for the elders. It is not only for the brothers and sisters. It is for each and every one of us because it is God's requirement. Amen. 
So for us to go there, we need to be completely, absolutely, fully delivered. Amen. Amen. From our, because he says here, it must be perfect. You see there? Our worship. This is why even the pastor was upset when we didn't sing well, because when we, we are singing to the Almighty God, <laughs> we are singing to our Savior, we are singing to our Lord. You understand? When we sing it, we need to do it with our whole being. Perfect. Worshiping Him, He requires perfection. Living for Him, He requires perfection. Coming to church, perfect. Outside church, perfect. In church, perfect. That means how you commune with God, it must always be perfect. Because He is perfect. His sons and daughters also should be perfect. As He Himself is perfect. Perfect. Hallelujah. Now, in the second-handed rope, uh, he, he says this now. We'll read from paragraph 39, and then uh, there's something that we'll get from here. Second-handed rope, paragraph 39. Now, he saying now, notice Elijah. Now, in this scripture, you understand that Elijah will represent the prophet, and Elisha represent the, the, the church, the bride. And then uh, the mantle that he's talking about there represents the weight. That is why we say you, my Fagaza, you are the weight bride. Because you are what? You are embraced. You are dressed. You are dressed where? Is what? The weight. That means people who will go in that, that realm, they must be covered by the weight. They must be dressed by the weight. It is only the weight bride that belongs there. If you want to read about it, read the spoken word, things that are to be. Now, you know, when Brother Brennan preached the, the spoken word, things that are to be, he was speaking about things that are happening now. That are things that are to be now. That means you are required now to be the word bright now. You are required now to be fully clothed in the word now. Amen. Now he says here, now notice in Elijah, then after he threw his robe on him and tried it on him, in other words, Elijah, the prophet who had the mantle of God in his soldiers, he came down and laid it across Elijah the farmer to see if it would fit. Amen. <laughs> now, this rope, must you must fit into it. This rope must not fit you. That means, that is why he comes in and he says, and it has taken about 10 years to get altered, to fit the mantle. Now, let me explain this now. When he says it has taken 10 years, he doesn't mean the robe had taken 10 years to be altered. It means Elijah had taken 10 years to be trimmed so that he can fit into the robe. Remember, brethren, this rope is the word of God. You cannot take anything away from it. You cannot anything add anything to it. It is perfect. Now, my fathers, you, with your imperfections, we will come trim you so that you will fit into that rope. Not alter the rope. You know, ladies and uh, sisters, you do dressmaking. You altered clothes. No. This rope is not to be altered. It's to be believed. 
So there must be a change in us so that we might fit into it. Amen. Hallelujah. Then you've done that, then you come and enter into that realm. When you have been what? Altered to fit into it. Hallelujah. Now he says here, you know, God usually puts us in a shop and trims us. Now this morning as I'm here, you are in a shop. God is busy trimming you. Whatever world excesses you have, the weight is trimming it now. That means God has put us in a shop now. And he's not only trimming you, he's trimming you and he's trimming me. Amen. That means when I'm speaking, I'm preaching to you and I'm preaching to myself because God requires it. You understand? He, he always put us in a shop to trim us up now. Now, he didn't alter his robe. You see, now, there we go now. He didn't alter his robe to fit Elijah. He ordered. Now, the word, this is God's order for you to fit the robe. It is his word ordering you to fit into the robe. You must fit in that way. Not the robe, the, 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 the word fit into your desires. Not the word fit into your wants. No, sir. You must fit into that way. Do as this Bible tells you. Live by it daily. Hallelujah. Now he says here. Uh, and that, that is what he does. Not yesterday. That's what he does, not the next day. That is what he does today. Amen. He alters us to fit the rope, not the rope to fit us. Sometimes we want to make the rope to fit us. Yes, people do, but we can't do that. To do that is what? Death. Amen. You got to be, let yourself be altered for the rope. It is God's rope, and he made it what? He made it perfect so that you may be perfect. You see now how you become perfect? The weight. You keep on feeding, feeding, feeding on the weight. And Paul says, so as you do that, you grow into Christ. <laughs> Hallelujah. When you, are what? when you are busy feeding and feeding and feeding on the weight. Amen. So he says here, yeah, He's got to bring us into that realm to make the road fit us. He has to bring you up into that realm of perfection so that the word may fitly fit you. Perfectly. A perfect fit. Hallelujah. Now he says here, we can't be perfect ourselves. We know we can't. There is no way for us to be. Yet he says for us to be. What he did, he made appropriation for us. Now Jesus became our appropriator and our appropriation for us. That means he became our atonement for us to be able to enter into that realm. Jesus himself. The Lord Jesus Christ and his righteousness. That means the Lord Jesus Christ's righteousness became our own righteousness so that we can fit in there. Hallelujah. Now he says here, that is where the perfection comes. When Jesus appropriates for our sin, then we become perfect. Then uh, ignoring our own holiness, because we don't have any. We need the holiness and the righteousness of God to us to be able to enter there. Amen? 
But now, and our thoughts which you ought not to be, but we rest solemnly upon the finished work of the Lord Jesus. And God sent him to earth, and it was him in him that we rest. Because now, when we go into that realm, we find that the realm is where we rest. That means our Sabbath day is in that realm. When you want Sabbath, rest for your works, you just have to go into that realm. Rest from your work now. That is why he says we must leave the dead works and enter into Christ. Amen. Now, as we go on, you'll realize one thing now, that as we go on now, there is something that the prophet constantly speaks about. That is, be born again. The new birth. Now, you find that the mostly and absolute requirement there that you need is the new birth. Now, we're going to reach a scripture here. I think we still have a bit of time. Don't sleep on me, amen. <laughs> are, we still, are we all following? Amen. amen. Now, we'll read uh, the scripture, John chapter 3. I think it's a scripture that we all know. When Jesus went there and then Nicodemus visited him. Now, Brother Ben says, you know, when Nicodemus visited Jesus, many people criticize Nicodemus. You know for why? Because he came in at night. He came in sneaking. He did not come and so that the other people who of his church should see him. But he says, for you, the critics, there's one fact that you cannot deny about Nicodemus. is the fact that he came. He might have come at night, he might have come sneaking. He might have come under cover of the night. But the fact is that he did what? Yeah. He came. Now the fact is now, the question is to you. Have you come? Yeah. Yes. Because he came. Yeah. He came and he spoke to the Lord Jesus Christ. Yeah. And he was told about the new birth. Yeah. Now have you come? Yes. Have you come into that realm today? Have you come? Because Nicodemus came. Yes. Hallelujah. Let's read. He says... There was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. The same came to Jesus by night and said unto him, Rabbi, we know that thou art the teacher come from God. And for no man can do this miracle that thou doest, except God be with him. His Jesus answered him and said unto him, Verily, that means absolutely, absolutely, without any question, I'm saying this to you, Nicodemus. And even this morning, I'm saying the same thing to you, that absolutely, absolutely, verily, verily, saying this to you, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. You see now? Except you be born again. You cannot enter. You remember we said a, a realm means a kingdom. That means you cannot enter the realm of God unless you do what? You are born again. He says here, you cannot see. Now, see is not see it with your eyes. It means you cannot understand. Yeah. Unless you are one, you are born again. You will never understand what this Bible means. Yeah. Unless you are one, you are born again. Because understanding, for you to understand, you need the new path. Yes. Hallelujah. Then he says, Nicodemus said unto him, How can a man be born when he is old? Hallelujah. Can he enter the second time into his mother's womb and be born. That's why the pastor says, if you are born twice, you die. Oh, people. <laughs> if you are born twice, you die. 
Once. And you, if you are born once, you die twice. Yeah, you don't forget that one. This is why the Nicodemus says, can a man enter the second time? You need to go in the second time and be born again. For you now, when judgment comes, you only die once. That means, now, Mafagasa, you will die if rapture tarries. But you will die once. For those who are fortunate, uh, maybe it's me, <laughs> Amen. we'll go into the rapture. So I don't have to taste that. You see? But if you die, if you are born one twice, then you can only die once. If you don't see the rapture. But if you see the rapture, brother, you might not die at all. And if that promise is for you, you are the people that you are the people who the rapture season is upon. Yeah. Other people have gone. Other church ages have gone. But the rapture season is upon you. Yeah. Some of you, uh, brethren, you might not taste death. Yeah. Isn't that wonderful? Yeah. Some of you, you might not taste death. Yes. Because you are born twice. Yeah. You might not even die at all. <laughs> Hallelujah. Isn't this message wonderful? Yeah. Don't you love it? Yeah. That if you are born twice, you die once. But you might not even die. Yeah. <laughs> Hallelujah. How wonderful is that? You might not even taste death. Yes. Hallelujah. Because the rapture season has been promised on us. Us, these people. Hallelujah. Wonderful. You die once. You, you are born once. You, you die twice. Because you will die now. And then you will die at the great judgment. The white throne judgment. You will be dead now and die then. But some of you, you will be with him there judging the world. Yeah. Judging those who say, hey brother, when we were there at Lighthouse, what was wrong with you? Yeah. This is what you are doing. Now we are judging you. Yeah. Some of the people will be there on the throne with him. It is that the promise is for you. Yeah. That you will, does the Bible not tell you that you will judge the world? Yeah. Hallelujah. But for you to be able to do that, you need the new birth. Hallelujah. Now he says here, can, can he enter the second time into his mother's womb and be born? Jesus said, verily, uh, verily I say unto you, except a man be born of water and of the spirit, he cannot enter in, you see now, you can't understand that realm of perfection. Neither can you enter in unless you are born again. The new birth is required. Hallelujah. Now we'll read the spoken word here. Uh, we, I think, uh, so that we can move quickly. Um, yeah, this one is a long one. We will skip. But there is uh, early spiritual experiences. So I will just want to read one thing. There. He says, I believe that a man's spirit was made before, uh, all the supernatural was made before the natural. Isn't that so, brethren? That is the spoken word, early spiritual experiences, paragraph 7. But we'll go right down on it because we don't have time. He says, I believe that everything in the natural line works in harmony and should with the spiritual. Otherwise, like this, when a baby is born, when a person is born of the spirit, there are three elements that came from the body of Jesus to make the spiritual body of Jesus Christ. Remember, there was what? Water, blood, and spirit. That's what came out. Amen. Do you believe that? Water, blood, spirit, that's, that's just what came out of his body. Is that true? Well, that is just exactly the element that it takes 
to go through to get into his body. He says now, that constitutes the new birth. The three elements. Water, blood, and spirit. Amen? Now we'll read... We'll, we, uh, let me explain it, maybe, so that you understand. That means for you to be... He says now, for you to be completely born again. Truly born again. We'll read that one. You need the three stages of grace. And uh, let's go to the natural now. The first stage, which is the justification, that is conception, when a baby is conceived. And then uh, the second stage is when the blood, the blood is the life stream that the baby will require for the baby to be alive. Now, you find that you can be justified, but you are just conceived. I mean, you have believed unto perfection, you believe unto eternal life, but yet you are not, you don't have the life because the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ has not entered you. Let me explain it this, you, this way so that you will understand when a baby is conceived, there is something that we call a blighted ovum. I don't know. The, the old people will understand. Whereby, it might, it's not something that usually happens. But you find that a, it, there is a conception, but the baby is not alive. The, 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 everything grows, but there's nothing in there. We call it a blighted ovum. A woman will go to the doctor and they will check her. And they say, no, man, the pregnancy test is so. But we look there, there's nothing. Is what is justification. You've just been justified. But now the blood did not come to bring the life. Let me explain it this way so that you will understand. You see, when you are conceived, the first organ that is, that is made, what is the first organ that is made? I've told you before to see if you remember. It's the heart. That is the, oh no, no, you are good students now. <laughs> Amen. That is the first organ that is created. When we talk about organogenesis, whereby the organs are, cre- are, are, are manufactured, that is the first one because everything in the body will emanate from there, from the beating of the heart. When the heart beats, that's when the life spreads around the body and then the limbs comes, the brain comes. But the first organ is the heart. That is why when we go there and we say you are, you are pregnant, the first thing we want to see is we want to see that heart beat. Yeah. You might find that it is a small thing, this small then the whole thing you see, you just see the heart beating there. It's the only thing that you can see. Mara, it's a small thing. We say, hey, there's a baby there. Why? There is a life because the blood is the life of the body. You understand? Now, you can have justification and then uh, not have a life. Also, the heart might beat, but you still need the baptism of the Holy Ghost because now, when you are born, you need what? The spanking of the Holy Ghost. That means the baby can be born. All the organs are fully grown. The heart is beating. But no life comes and enters that body. Which is the one? The Holy Spirit. You see now? You are following now. Now for that baby to be there, you'll find that the, 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 the midwife has to spank him. Give him a spanking of the Holy Ghost. Then the life comes. Then the baby becomes what? A living soul. But you can be born <laughs> and not be alive. We call it a what? A stillbirth. A stillborn, yes. Like Sister Mpanyani uh, says, stillbirth, we say the baby is stillborn. The baby has gone through sanctification, conception. They've gone through justification. They've gone through growing into the womb. That is um, uh, sanctification. But yet, 
they don't have baptism of the Holy Ghost. That is why the pastor has taught us that it is only the redeemed who will enter there, those who have Holy Ghost filled. That means you need the life for you to be able to enter there. That is why one day Peter, to show you that you need the life. You know, Peter was one great disciple of God. But the, the God comes and says, Peter, when you are converted, strengthen your brothers. What is conversion now? That is the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Now, when Peter was there with Jesus, oh, Brian, it was nice, you know. He was a, he was a, you know, there was a time even when God will come to Peter, reveal himself, and he'll say, who do people say I am? Peter will say, you are the son of the living God. Oh, but, and, and, and Peter, God will, Jesus will come and say, oh, congratulations, Peter, good student. It is not the flesh and blood that revealed that to you. It is the Father in heaven who did that to you. But the Holy Ghost was not come yet. And there were times when Peter would go, preach, you know. Then they will come with, even Judas Iscariot was there. <laughs> he was there, Judas Iscariot. That is why I say, you can be a still bad. Judas is an example of a still born. You understand? Because Judas, they will come to Judas and say, ah, oh, it is great, Lord Jesus Christ. You know, even the demons, you know, they, they even obey us. You know, we can cast out demons. But yet, they were not yet converted. And then when the rabbi hit the road, that means there was a time when the rabbi hit the road, when the moment of truth came. That is when the Lord Jesus Christ was supposed to be crucified. Peter, our exemplary student, he's the one who went there and denied the Lord Jesus Christ three times. Not once. You see, if we deny something once, we understand. Maybe we did not hear you correctly. But if you denied the second time, and the third time, our really, you are really denying. It is not you. You are not with that man. But the, the, the woman came and said, Oh, well, I saw him. The man believes He's one of those people he used to go to lighthouse. This is now well, not me. And the crow will come and croak three times. That was final. Now, what was the thing? The problem is that Peter was justified. He was sanctified. Yes, he was baptized. He has accepted the Lord Jesus Christ as his Savior. He was growing. You know, he had the life. He was living there with the Lord Jesus Christ. The problem is, that life was not in him. That was the problem with Peter. Peter didn't have the power for savings. That was the main problem. That is why when he needed to stand by himself and the Lord Jesus Christ was gone, he couldn't work. You know, he couldn't come there and stand and confess and say, no, I was with him. This is my Lord and Savior. No, there was no confession. You see, that is why the, Lord, the, the Bible says, by your fruits we shall know you. That means that Peter he needed to show his fruits then. He failed because he had nothing to show. The Holy Spirit is the thing that shows who you are. It's the, same, it's the thing that shows, give you the power for savings. If you do not have the Holy Ghost, you don't have power for savings. You can't go there pray for the sick. You can't go there. You don't have the Holy Ghost. You go and deal with demons, my friend. You will go with your jackets flying, running out. They will deal with you. They will tell you, Paul, I know. Peter, I know. Who are you? Why? Because you don't have power for savings. The new birth 
is what gives us that power for saving. Mad, the new birth, you need the baptism of the Holy Ghost for the new birth. Now, when Peter was converted, the Holy Ghost came there on the day of Pentecost. You know, when they were sitting there, they were all afraid that maybe Paul will come with his crew and maybe capture them. But the Holy Ghost came. And Peter, who was told, Peter, strengthen your brother, stood up. And says, no, people, you are busy saying these people are drunk. No, this is not new wine. This is the Holy Ghost. It was as it was said by Emmaus that that I will say, I will send, pour my spirit upon all flesh. It is that promise happening. Peter was bold. Now from a captive, from a fugitive, from a runner. Now Peter was a leader. Change. There was a 180% change in Peter's life because now he was what? Converted. He had the baptism of the Holy Ghost. That means in Peter, there was a lie. He could kick. He could scream. Because why? He was not a dead baby. He was not a stillborn like Judas Iscariot. There was a life in him. That is why he could come there and prophesy and say, Hey, you people, repent and be baptized. In the, even this morning, I can tell you, repent and be baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Peter, there and there, was a converted being. Why? He had experienced fully, truly the new birth. Hallelujah. Now, for you to be truly born again, you have to go through. You get it now. Naturally, you can see it. Spiritually, you you have to truly and fully go through those three stages of what? Of grace. Justification, sanctification, and baptism of the Holy Ghost. Then we say you are truly and fully Born again. Oh, well. Hallelujah. Isn't isn't it wonderful? Now, for you to prove it, let's let's go to this uh, quotation now. Um, Question and answer 64. We're going to skip others because I see we don't have time. Others have already mentioned them. Yes. All right. Maybe before we skip, let's go to this one now. Bad pains. This one you need to hear. I cannot, uh, I cannot uh, deny you to hear this one now. He says now here, the prophet, we know the old seed must, bed pains, uh, 6501. There's only one, one scripture, one spoken word, bed pains. They're not main, it's only one. He says here, um, we know the old seed is a must before the new seed can come out of the old seed, that it must rot. Absolutely. That means even new. For you to experience the new birth, you need to die. So that a new being will come and rise up. That is why we say you are begotten of the Father. That means you are a conceived, you are a conception of the Lord. That means you are a new being. Amen. Not die only, but it was rot. Now when you rot, that means, you see, when you die and we rot, that means everything about you, the past life must go away. Your desires, who you are, a new being must rise up. Now he says here, that's the same thing in the new birth. We never go back, but we only go forward when we are born again. Hallelujah. And that's why I think today we have so many rather, uh, not so many rather genuine new births. is because the seed is maybe will sympathize with the word of the person. Now this is where I want to come in. Now. You, might, you see, the new birth is not an emotion. No, sir. 
It is not a sensation. That means even when you are here, this morning here, listening, and you come and say, you, this brother is preaching so nicely. You know, he's sweating. He is screaming. You know, he's giving his all. Yo, look how he's displaying the word. That is being sympathetic. You need to go beyond that. You understand? Because you need to commit to the word. You need to get the word, something out of the word that is being preached. Not for you to say, you know, I will just listen to him, you know, not to disappoint him. You know, he's screaming. You know, I have to listen to him, you know, so that he doesn't get discouraged. No, that is being sympathetic. You need to what? You know, get. Breastfeed from the word. Get the whole word in you. You can't say, and you come and say, no, you know, I'll just go. You know, he has preached so well, you know, I'll just go to the altar, you know. Because he has preached. But you are, why are you going there? Yeah. That's the thing. What have you had? Yeah. That's the thing. What did you get from the message? That's the thing. Now, you are not sympathizing. If you are sympathizing, Brother Branham says, you can never, ever get the gain and new, the new path. Yeah. Because it's not something for you to sympathize. It's for you to accept. Yeah. It's for you to be part and parcel of Joe, something that you're going to put in your life and go and run with. Hallelujah. Sympathizing with a preacher, but not giving the word. That is dead. You need to, even if you don't say amen, it's okay. Don't say amen just so that you can, you know, let's support the preacher. What is the preacher saying? What is the message that the preacher is bringing to you? Brother, we have the message of the hour. Do you know what it is? Oh yeah, you know, that, those, that, that church there, they preach so nicely. You know, you know, when the pastor is there, you know, you can feel the spirit moving. You can become an anointed one, the false anointed one. You know the false anointed one? Like here now, there is an anointing. But there are some people who have it, who are part of the, who have the gene and new bed and some who don't. Now, which one are you? Because those people who have the gene and new bed are the people who have the city gene of God. There are people who have the life. Now, the fact is that when we are preaching, is there a life in you? Is there, brother, the, the pastor, you remember, he spoke, he taught us about a representation. Do you have a representation? He says, the Pharisees couldn't hear the Lord Jesus Christ. The Samaritan woman could hear the Lord Jesus Christ because she had a what? A representation. She says she had a stone inside. Inside she had something. Now, do you have the life? When you come here, if you don't genuinely accept this message, you can never experience the new birth. Hallelujah. Now he says here, we'll sympathize with the word or the person, the preacher. But they don't want to rot away from the old system that they were in. Hey, this, this quote is saying a lot. You come here, you listen to us, but you don't conform. That is what he's saying. Why? Because you, are not ex- you have not experienced the genuine new birth. Now, that is a disaster. You cannot just come here and sympathize. You need to get on board. We want you on board. You need to accept the Lord. You know, as a child, coming here and, uh, the, because the parents are coming here. No. You need to make a decision. Today, now. Am I going to agree, believe what my parents are saying, what my parents believe in? Because this is an individual issue. There must be a time when a child must take a stand and identify 
Romans even knew when you come here, there must be a time when you're going to make a stand and identify and say, I'm with them, one of them, hallelujah, I'm one of them. But when you do that, there must be a life to show it. We say come as you are. But when you come out, you must show a change. You came as you are and the word has worked on you. There must be a change to show. That means even when we are preaching here, there must be a change. A regeneration. You must be regenerated. You understand? Uh, do you hear me? I, I hope I'm not being too harsh. Mara, time for playing church is gone. There is no time. You see now, World War Three might happen. I, I'm not a prophet. I don't know. Mara, you see, you can feel it in the air. Something is about to go on. Now, the, the fact is that where are you? Where are you spiritually? Now, if rapture comes today, are you in or are you out? Are you in that realm of perfection now? Because it's only those ones who are in that realm of perfection that can go into the rapture. Perfect faith. Do you have perfect faith this morning? Perfect love. Do you have perfect love this morning? Hallelujah. Don't sympathize with the world. It is okay to sympathize. Mara, you need to make a, a decision. Time for decision is now. The reason I'm speaking like this is because you still have an opportunity. Amen. The fact that we are all here, it means rapture hasn't come. Amen. That means you still have an opportunity. But there will come a time when you will come and the opportunity will be gone. Amen. That is why he says, Brother Bram says, there is still a time for you to go into that place. But when the blood is gone, there is only judgment. Amen. The blood still speaks this morning. Are you part and parcel of that blood? Do you hear the message that the blood is bringing out? Are you part and parcel of the message that this blood is bringing out? Are you in or are you out? Uh, okay, uh, let, me, maybe let, me, let me say it this way. Are you in? <laughs> because now when I say are you in and out, there's no amen. Because it's a confusion because he doesn't know whether he's out. Now are you in? Yes. <laughs> Hallelujah. Now he says, yeah, they don't want to rot away from the old system that they were in. They don't want to come out of it. They want to stay in the old system and claim the new bed. Impossible. No way, sir. Or the message of the age. Ah, you see now. You come as a child, come here every day, you know. I'm a believer of the message of the hour. But you have not converted. You have not accepted it. You know, you are just going into a system. It's a system. You haven't, you are just in a system, but you haven't accepted it. The time for you to accept it is now. God is speaking to you. Do you hear? Is there some soul change in you? Is there something, you know, when the word is spoken, there must be a deep to respond to the deep calling of the word. I, do you have that deep in you? Do you have that life in you? That's the thing. Because ultimately, when you go there, your mommy and your daddy wouldn't be there with you on the judgment day. It's whether you, what you have inside. That is what matters. Amen. Hallelujah. We found that under Luther, Wesley, Pentecostal, and all ages, they still try to hold on to the old system and claim this. You can't 
hold on to your old life and claim the message of the hour. You can't hold on to your old desires and claim the message of the hour. This message is life. For you to claim it, a robe, you have to alter yourself to feed into it. Not to alter the message to feed your desires, to feed your needs. No, sir. I hope I'm not being too harsh. The Spirit is leading me to say this. Hopefully it will benefit somebody. You need to repent. The time is now. Not tomorrow. Uh, I can ask you a question. Do you know what was going to happen tomorrow? No. Are you sure if you're going to wake up tomorrow? No. You see now? The time is now. That means if you need repentance, the time is now. If you know you need to go in, the time is now. If you want to be a child of God, the time is now. You can't hold it for tomorrow. You don't know what tomorrow holds. Matter who I'm giving you today is who holds tomorrow. Accept him, then you have no fear. Because you will have the person that holds tomorrow. Hallelujah. Don't sympathize with the word. Accept it. Don't go there and say, I love it. The proof must prove, the fruits must prove what you say. You know, a, a tree must bear fruits. You can't say you are an apple fruit tree. Apple tree. You know, there was a tree, brother, my fuckers. Jesus was hungry. Oh, the Lord is hungry this morning. He went into that tree looking for fruit. There was nothing. He says, You fruit, you tree, never bear any fruit ever from now because now you're not doing your duty. You need to do a duty. Bear fruit of the yes. Spirit. Hallelujah. So that the Lord Jesus can say, that's my child. Yeah. The next morning when he came on that tree, that tree was withered. Yeah. Oh, brother, don't wither away. Yeah. Don't wither away with the world. Yeah. Come on board. Yeah. Hallelujah. Yeah. The pastor talked about a, the, that the plane is on the runaway. Yeah. Do you have the ticket? Yeah. The blood is that ticket. Are you on board? It's about to take off. People are going in. One by one. Are you in or are you out? Oh, brother. Are you in or are you out? Where are you? Where is your stand? Where are you standing now? Because remember now, the word says, everywhere it is sinking sand. You have to stand on the Lord Jesus Christ. That is stable ground. Are you on a sinking ground or are you on the stable ground? Are you on the Lord Jesus Christ or are you out? The time is now. The decision for you to enter into that realm is now. I, brethren, I, I'm not even halfway through my message. <laughs> time is on our side. So can we have a... Uh, I think I will stop here. Remember, the time is now. The decision for you that you need to make it, you have to make it now. Because we don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. For you to be safe, to be on that plane, you need to accept the person that holds tomorrow. Because now if you have the Lord Jesus Christ, it does not matter whether rapture comes or it doesn't come. It doesn't matter whether there is tribulation or tribulation. You know you are safe. When tribulation comes, it don't find you. But if you are out, tribulation will find you. Oh, don't be too late. 
you still have a chance. And the chance is now. And the time for you to accept that change is now. Where are you? Are you in that realm of perfection? Are you in or are you out? That's the question. In those few words, if you can just stand up and then sing a worshiping song. Amen. As the musician comes uh, at the front, Now, this thing of a life is important because now I can give you an example. Do you know how a dove cleans itself? From the inside out. That's how a dove cleans itself. It has some perfumes, some perfumes that come from the inside of it. It goes out. Even a believer is like that. When we want to see if you're a believer... You, it is something that is inside that is expressed outside. The question is, what are you expressing now? What fruits do you have now? Do you think your expression now will take you across? That's the question. Uh, can you give us a worshiping song? Amen. says it's only by grace that I'm in this place. I do not know how the Lord God chose me, but I'm just thankful anyway that he did choose me. 
Now, do you believe that? <laughs> do you really believe that? That you are in this message by grace. You don't know how the Lord God chose you. Mary, you are grateful. You are rejoicing. You are thankful. Are you rejoicing this morning? Now, can you put life into the soul? So that we can see that you are in this message by grace. That you really do believe it. Hallelujah. Let's, let's sing it. Let's sing because we believe it. <laughs> because if it, as if it might be a pretense. No, we are not pretending here. <laughs> we are in the business here of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. There's no pretense around this. Amen. Can we just sing it with our whole being? Amen.
Amen. I think we all agree that there is none like him. There's none, there was nobody who could go on the cross and die for our sins. That is why we could raise our voice up to him and say, you are the almighty God. You are our redeemer, our savior. When there was no none else to redeem us, you came. When there was nobody who could come and take the position of dying, you came and died for our sins. That is why this morning we can come and say thank you, Lord. And with those few words, I would like to have our brother Burera, if he can come and close the Savior in the Lord in, in, in prayer. Amen. And may the Lord richly bless you. Amen. Let's sing a song just to show him how grateful we are of what he did for us. Amen.
Gracious, eternal, heavenly Father, Almighty God, this afternoon, we so thank you, Lord. We see the fulfillment of our desire, Lord. But every morning when we prepare every Sunday to come to my house, that we speak to us, Lord. We go back home with our hearts still, Lord. We go back home having managed to distinguish the difference between the speech of a man and that which God wants us to do. Lord, we have come to be praying Thy honor, Lord, to give mercy. Thy honor to give grace. It is in thy responsibility, O Lord, again, that one day the same mercy will not be found. The same grace will not be found. But while it is being called today, Father Lord, help us not to harden our hearts, that we may yield ourselves, Lord, in your presence, Almighty God, that you may do with us as is according to your mercy, my Lord. You may deal with us as is according to your grace, my Lord. As we have given mercy and grace, as we have given, almighty God, the honor, oh God, that we can be called the sons of God. As much as we see many that are coming, Lord, I pray, Father Lord, that they may come whilst the door is still open. We remember, Lord, in the time when Noah built the ark, Oh, Father, such an awkward way of escape. Oh, God, and there had never been a rain upon the earth. But, Lord, there were arguments, Father. And we've heard from the prophet's mouth that it was a scientific age. They had to do everything they could to disapprove the spoken word from the mouth of a prophet. And he went ahead and built the ark. Almighty oh, God, and Father, this is an amazing thing that he did what he had to do but the door was shut not by Noah. Hallelujah. The door was shut not by the animals. The door was shut not by the neighbors. The door was shut by God himself. Hallelujah. And they were shut in, Almighty oh God, inside the ark. Father Lord, we are building an ark this day. Hallelujah. Father Lord God, and, and it's an awkward ark. Oh, dear Father Lord God, when women are wearing their trousers, Lord, in the world, when they can go and be worldly as worldly as they can be. Mm. Father Lord God, we have got a breed of people who have understood that they are building an ark. Hallelujah. Father Lord God, we have got fathers who are running away from their families. Mm. We have fathers who have lost the responsibility over their children. Mm. We have fathers, Almighty God, and young ones also, Lord, that have no responsibility whatsoever. But God, there is a breed coming up Hallelujah. of a people, Almighty God, where they can be children. That can point that there is my father Hallelujah. and there is my mother. Yeah. Oh, dear God, you have called us to be families, Almighty God. Mm. And we know, Father, the fabrics, oh God, that binds the world together. Yes, the fabrics, Almighty God, that makes up your kingdom. Mm. It all starts by a family union. Yes, Father, we God. are praying for our families. Yeah. May you gather us in this grace. May we not leave anyone behind. Mm. May we speak like Moses when you had given him the grace that people should escape. Almighty God, oh Father, from bondage. I want to believe this day that there is some that doubted him. There is some that ridiculed him. There is some that spoke ill of him. There is some that called him names when he was there speaking on behalf of God. They that took it, they indeed inherited a new land. They indeed inherited 
Almighty God of Father, Father Lord God, they, they shared, Almighty God of Father, the fellowship with God. They saw the mighty works of God. They saw the sea being parted. They saw, Heavenly Father, the river Jordan, oh God, being parted by the power of God. They saw the walls of Jericho crashing and crumbling down. But they that remained, Almighty God, they remained and became slaves for Pharaoh forever. Lord God Almighty, what this story has taught us is what our brother has been preaching to us. Hallelujah. That, Lord, are you in or you are out? Mm. Are you believing the prophet you are not believing? Mm. Are you accepting the message you are not accepting? Are you living the message you are Hallelujah. not believing? Are you yeah. sanctified? Are you filled with the Holy Ghost? We are compelled, Lord, to come to you. That while there is grace and mercy, may they that have been baptized recently, Father, mm. I'm bringing them before you that they receive the Holy Ghost. For the Lord God, for there is no other way of escape. And there is no other way that this church can help them further. May they receive indeed. And they that have come, Almighty God, and have been in your presence, if they are crying out of one of their desires, something that they need God to do for them. Father Lord, may you reveal yourself to them, Father. If there be some that are sick, may you heal them. You are still the same yesterday, today, and forever. You are a healer this afternoon. You will be a healer. Oh, may God in all the ages to come. Yes. You have been a healer. Oh, God, a faithful healer. Father, Lord God, from Eden until now. Mm. And we pray, Heavenly Father, may your healing wings come down, Father. And may you, oh God, help your children, Father God, to be in this atmosphere. Mm. When we go back to our homes, teach us, oh, my God, to live for thy word. Yes, teach Lord. our children to obey, oh, my God, this word. Teach our children to love this word. Yes, we cannot help them in any way but that they should accept the word of God as an escape route in this evil and adulterous generation, in this crooked generation that we are living in, mm. an evil and adulterous generation. Yes. So it is, but Lord, where are the righteous, oh my God, that should stand with your word. Yeah. If we are to be counted in, Father Lord, count us worthy enough to represent your kingdom. Count us worthy enough. Even our children count them worthy to represent yeah. Christ in the schools, in everywhere where they can be found. Almighty God, even when they are playing with their friends, yes, may there be a total representation yes. of what Christ is teaching us this day. We mm. thank you, Father, for the new birth. We thank you, Almighty God, for the birth pains. If there yes, be some Lord. that have not gone through the birth pains, bring them through the birth pains. Yes, Father, Lord. Lord God, that they may not sympathize, Hallelujah. but that they will be born to be children of the kingdom. Yes, total deliverance to be ministered unto them mm. through such a preaching of the word. We pray that this word will manifest itself yes, in our Lord. life, O oh God. And we say that God has been speaking to us. Yes, May Lord. it be so all the way. As we pray even for our pastors not around. Amen. Father, Lord God, guide him all the way. Even when he shall travel back to Whitbank, mm. I pray, Father, that your grace may be sufficient for him. Amen. Father, Lord, I pray as I commit all the brethren that have been gathered this day in your grace, O oh God, mm. in your mercy. May they continue to be in the same grace. And Brother Billy Paul has gone over on the mm. other side. Amen. It's not a sorrowful moment. It's an encouragement no. to us. Father Lord, oh God, even the dream that he had before he crossed over. Mm. Father Lord, we know. We sing a song, I won't cross Jordan alone. Yes, there will no. be someone waiting to yeah. show me the way. Father Lord, you are still showing us the way. And yes, this no. way will not grow dim when we come to that Jordan River. This way, this road that you are showing us even today will not grow dim when it comes time for us to depart and leave this world. When the rapture comes, it will not be dim, it will be brighter and much brighter than we ever think. It will appear in that day what it should be and we will know that indeed 
we, we have been saved. We will be like Brother Boswell, mm. who was asked frail and sickly on a bed in a hospital. But yes. brother, you have been ministering this Jesus. Mm. You have been preaching all over the world. What, is, what has been your greatest moment? Mm. What has been your greatest testimony? Mm. He said, in this frail body, in this sickness that is eating my body away, this is a precious moment for me. Mm. For I'm waiting to be received by him that I've been preaching all along. Mm. May I it be know. thus each and every believer that will come. Yes, May Lord. that moment be a joyful moment mm. ever than has been before. Father Lord, for every child of God, we pray this mm. afternoon as we surrender our souls to thee. In Jesus Christ's name, above all things, we thank you for all the good things you give us. Amen. For all the good things come from above. We pray even for the blessings that are on coming. Everything that we will anticipate to receive, we mm. know it will come from above. Bless us, oh God. Bless our brother who has been ministering before Amen. us. Oh God, continue to guide him. Yes, Continue Lord. to reveal your word to him. Continue yes. to speak to him, Father Lord, and teach him yes, as Lord. he is going to teach us. Oh, Father, Amen. that we may know we are benefiting from God himself. Yes. Father Lord, we Amen. pray. Guide his family, guide his children, that Lord, they may Amen. not bring a shame to yes, this Lord. ministry that you have accorded him. Father yes. Lord, it will be a benefit, not only in this church, Amen. but in many other places, wherever every ear will hear whatever Amen. I'm preaching is, is proceeding from his mouth. It will be Amen. a benefit indeed. For you have raised him for that purpose. So shall it be accomplished, Amen. Lord. We thank you, Father, this afternoon. Glory be to thy name. In Jesus Christ's name, Father, I pray. Amen. 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 May the good Lord bless you. And now I wish you a victorious week. As you're going to go ponder on the, the, the words we said, are you in or are you out? Do you want to go in? We've told you, we've shown you the roadmap of going in. Hallelujah. As we're going to just speak, uh, uh, sing two songs, and then from there we are dismissed. May the good Lord bless you. May he shower you with all your blessing, blessings. Every heart desire that you, 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 need, you have, may he fulfill it. In the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, amen. God bless you. Amen.
ainda é, dentro do de this basket yeah we want to want to move out of here again. right there hallelujah amen